Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. I started my second business straight out of university, a small wedding photography business. And when I first got started, I had almost no money to put into it to start with and absolutely no formal business training whatsoever. What I did have was a not so useful degree in marine biology, a semi-decent camera, and a huge fire under my butt to not have to go and get myself a real job right away. From starting with one camera and a pretty shoddy free website, over the next four years, I managed to grow the business to a point where I could live quite comfortably, hire people to manage aspects of the business that I didn't love doing so much, I was able to buy a home, do some traveling, and live in such a way that I never really regretted not having gone the traditional job route. So, in today's episode of the How to Adult Show, I thought I'd start by walking you through my top tips to starting your own business when, like me, you didn't have any extra cash to put into it to get it started. If you're new here, welcome to the How to Adult Show. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is your go-to guide to life as an adult, where we teach you all the important life skills you probably were never taught in school. Now, before we get started, I want to encourage you to go ahead and click subscribe so you never miss another weekly episode of the How to Adult Show. To jump right in, while starting a business may seem daunting, expensive, and out of reach to you right now, Entrepreneurship can actually be a very viable career choice that's never discussed with us when we're young and looking at our job options. So if you think you might want to try starting your own business, or if you just want to start with having a small side hustle to support your other work work income, then this episode is for you. We're going to talk about how it is possible to start a business without having to make a huge capital investment to get your idea off the ground. Speaking from experience, I bootstrapped my business almost entirely. I did almost everything myself from the get-go and grew to a very sustainable level before I even started thinking about taking some of the cash flow and reinvesting it back into the business. And today I wanna walk you through my top five tips to be able to do the same thing yourself. So coming at you right now are five ways that you can start your own small business idea or side hustle without having a cent to invest right now. This is where so many of us start out when we first have a business idea and is definitely where I was at when I first started my real, I have to have an adult business to support myself now business. So know that you are not alone and you definitely can do this. By the end of the episode today, you're gonna know how to choose a business idea that's low cost to start with, how to find free workarounds rather than pouring money into things like software and professional fees at the beginning, and most importantly, how to look for grants, which means free money that's available to help you start your own business. And yes, that is a real thing. This episode is jam-packed with information, so make sure you grab a pen, put down your phone, and let's get started. Tip number one is to choose a business idea that needs almost no money to start with. Now, I know this sounds obvious, but it's so important to get started with the right kind of business that won't require a large capital investment. 
oftentimes service-based businesses will allow you to be much more frugal than say a product-based business. For example, when I started my wedding photography business when I was 23 years old and had just graduated school, my real dream was to run a large sea kayaking outfitter. But when I started looking at the costs of this business idea, I realized that it just wasn't a realistic option at this point in my life without taking on a lot of risk that I wasn't so keen to do at such a young age and while I was just getting started. I needed a lot of money for things like a home base to run tours out of, equipment and gear, insurance just to be allowed to take people out on the water, and when I really ran the numbers and started crunching them, I realized that it wasn't going to happen. So I reassessed, I took that idea that I still loved and I put it on the back burner for the time being and I looked at what I did have. In the end, I decided to launch a wedding photography business because I had a semi-decent camera, I had a car that I could get around with and I could work from home. So basically this was a business that I could start with things that I already have and I was interested in photography so I didn't feel too far off base of something that was going to make me happy. That being said, the be-all and end-all goal for me wasn't to run a sea kayaking company, but it was to have the freedom and the ability to work for myself. So really almost any business fit this dream for me. All this is to say, just be a little flexible with your business idea. And if money is the main speed bump that you keep running into, consider pivoting your plans and creating something that's a bit lower cost to start with. That's not to say that you won't get to the big business idea that you have. You can always turn back to that big idea later on. Like I said before, service-based businesses are often a really great place to start because you're trading your time, your knowledge, and your expertise for money, all of which are almost free for you to start with. Digital product-based businesses are also a great way to start if you have some good technical know-how, while doing a product-based business on the, other, on the other hand will often require a bit more capital to start with because you sometimes need to front a fairly large amount of money to develop, test, and create a product to sell in the first place. So consider your business options and ideas and strategically choose something that's lower cost to start with. It'll put you in a really good spot with your best foot forward from the get-go. My second tip is to look for free versions of software or programs that you need to run your business or to do things manually when you're first getting started. This is likely a time in your life when you'll fall into the category of having more time than money, so it's okay to use your time. Lots of the sort of how to start a business type businesses will be trying to sell you digital products that you need to get started as an entrepreneur. For example, accounting software or client management software. And there are actually very few of these programs when you boil it down that you really need right away. When I first started my wedding photography business, I had to assess all the products were being thrown at me and decide which ones were going to actually help me run a better, more successful business and which ones I could do manually. For example, I decided that I could do things like keep my own books manually, but I did need a subscription to a professional photo editing software to be able to play in the big leagues. Other than that, I used free similar products or did things manually to avoid incurring extra costs. For example, if you need to create digital marketing materials, you could invest in a professional program like InDesign, which will cost you around $30 a month, which, which adds up in your first year of business. Or there are some really fantastic free options on the internet like Canva that have a free subscription where you're able to, to design almost any type of digital marketing material you could possibly need when you're first getting started. 
to keep track of your finances. You don't need fancy accounting software like QuickBooks most likely when you're first launching. While it may be worth investing in something like that further down the road, there's nothing wrong with keeping track of your finances manually in a spreadsheet. Same with invoicing clients. You could pay a subscription fee to a product that could do it for you, or you could use a Word document and create a custom PDF document that you send out to your clients. Even five years into my own photography business, I still do a lot of these things manually because at the end of the day, I discovered I don't have a huge volume of clients throughout the year and that really makes it easy for me to continually invoice and manage my expenses and my sales and all those sort of bookkeeping documents completely manually. If you're having trouble finding free programs or manual workarounds, I recommend joining some Facebook groups or industry groups relating to your field specifically or to entrepreneurship in general. Use these resources to ask for advice from other people who have been where you are now. Chances are people are gonna have a lot of great suggestions that they're happy to make for ways that you can work around an issue that you're having for free. So on to tip number three. Chances are when you launch your new business, you will likely have to incur some professional costs in your first year of running your business idea. You can often arrange to trade your services for someone else's though, so you don't actually have to shell out for all of the professional services that you'll need. For example, having great photographs is a really important part of having a great digital presence for most businesses these days, but hiring a professional photographer can be really expensive. And while it's well worth hiring a pro in the long run to put your best foot forward in your business, chances are you can likely find someone else, another photographer, who's in the startup phase of their business and who needs the services that you're offering in return. And they'll be willing to trade their services for yours so you can both step ahead and get things done. Now, I have to say, I do not recommend contacting established businesses and asking them to trade their services for yours. You'll end up sending a lot of unresponsive emails, and at the end of the day, your time and energy is best spent seeking out and finding other people who are in a similar startup phase to you. When I was in the first year of my wedding photography business, I traded a lot of photography sessions for other services. And in addition to letting me get those services for free, it was also the perfect opportunity for me to practice, fine tune and hone my own skills as a photographer and small business owner. Now, one word of warning, I just have to say there is a limit to what you should trade for when you're first getting started. So think long and hard about what types of services are important to you when you're first getting your business started. While chances are you'll likely be able to find a good trade arrangement for things like copywriting or photography or maybe a beginner SEO lesson, there are definitely other services that I don't recommend trading with another newbie for. For example, some things like, uh, like managing your books, your accounting, your taxes, your insurance. Sometimes it is better just to pull out the big guns and shell out for those if those are things that you need to really get your business a solid foundation. Tip number four is to learn anything and everything that you can about running a small business for free using the internet. Eventually, chances are you might need to dive deeper into a topic or hire a professional to help you or buy a course to teach you something in more detail. But when you have the time and the energy and the space when you're first getting started, use that and use the internet to learn for free. There are so many things that you need to learn when you first launch a business, from how to build a great website from scratch, to up-to-date marketing information, to how to manage your social media platforms, how to use e-commerce responsibly. You should be constantly working on learning, evolving, and growing in the first few years of your business. The good news is it's very possible in this day and age to learn for free. 
find industry groups, networking events, online educators, YouTube channels, all kinds of things where you can find lots of information, free downloads, and just consume as much as you possibly can. Lots of it will be complete garbage and not apply to you at all. You have to sift through the good for the bad and figure out thinking for yourself on a lot of these things, but you can gain so many valuable ideas and tips and tricks through the free resources that are offered online. While I definitely do advise eventually reaching a stage in your business where you're happy to reinvest back into yourself and your own learning, when you first get started, you don't need a fancy coach or an MBA, or even a $300 course on podcasting. Chances are you can take the time, use the internet, find great resources, and piece together the information yourself. You will reach a time where it's better just to save yourself the time and invest, learn from the expert, but when you're first starting out, again, more time than money, and it's a great idea when you're first bootstrapping your business and trying to keep your costs to a minimum to take advantage of as many free resources as you possibly can. Finally, the fifth and best way to start a business when you have absolutely no money to put into it to start with is to go ahead and find free money. I am completely serious about this. This is not a life hack or a trick. And this is what I did with the first two businesses that I launched when I was just finished with being a student and I didn't have any cash flow whatsoever to get things started. Grants and free money through programs like this are for real. There are so many business grants that are available out there and almost nobody uses them. So to break it down into a quick little mini lesson, grants are not loans. When you receive a business grant, you don't have to pay it back and you're not charged interest on that grant. Now, when it comes time to do your taxes, the amount of that grant is added to your taxable income, but that's all that it will cost you. From there, all you have to put into it is your time and energy to apply for them, write a proposal and get approved. It's honest to goodness free money that oftentimes bodies like the government has set aside to help you get started. Personally, myself, over the first four years of my business, I received four small business specific grants from the government of Ontario, and all I had to do was write a compelling business plan and proposal for how I suggested I was going to use the money. The first grant let me start a small farm while I was still a student. The second grant let me launch my wedding photography business. And the third and fourth grants allowed me to grow and expand my photography businesses in ways that I didn't think was gonna be possible without that funding at the time. Start by Googling grants in your area. Focus on where you live or look for something like a small business and enterprise center and go have a meeting with them and ask them what type of funding might be open to you and a business like what you're proposing to start. One word of advice when you start Googling grants online is you will find legitimate grants and you will also find grants in shadier areas of the internet because it's the internet and we can't believe everything that we read online, right? So when you're looking at grant programs, if you come across something that asks you to hire a professional grant writer that they recommend, who takes a kick, a cut of the grant if you win it, and if the program tells you that you're much more likely to win the funding if you hire this grant writer, maybe think twice before shelling out and hiring that grant writer. Personally, I have applied to programs like this before. I have not hired the grant writer. I've done the application myself, and these are the only grants where I've never managed to receive any kind of funding. So they might be legit, but if you can avoid it, don't shell out for a grant writer to start with. Also, that kind of completely flies in the face of everything that this episode is about, about bootstrapping your business when you don't have any money. So put the time in, write the business plan and the proposal yourself. It'll also be really helpful to help you narrow in and get a clear idea of your business plan and where you wanna take it. Getting grants is a huge whole topic in and of itself that I just can't get into in today's episode. 
But if you're interested in pursuing this further, I've created a free downloadable PDF guide for you all about how to search for and apply to grants, making it most likely that you will win the funding. Also, if you are lucky enough to be an Ontario resident like me listening to today's episode, at the end of the guide, I've linked three of the small business grants that I myself have applied for and won to help my business along in the past, and that should still currently be open for you to apply for funding as well. If you want to take a look at this free guide that I've created, you can find the link to it below in the notes for this episode, or you can always find the show notes for each episode on the blog at our website at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes. Today's episode is episode three, so add another slash and episode three. Now, if you're outside of Ontario, I don't know all the grants that are available to you, unfortunately, but I know that they are out there. I still recommend downloading the guide and reading the first few pages about how to find these grants in the first place and best practices for writing your proposals and applying to hopefully win the funding. So read the guide that I created, start doing some internet research, ask around in professional groups, or go to small business centers and start to ask about funding. I promise you that they do exist and these grants are so worth applying for if you're in the process of bootstrapping your small business idea. So there you have it, five fantastic tips to start a business when you have no money set aside for it right now so that you can still start working towards building your dream business and career without the huge bank account that you may have thought you needed to get it started. I personally started my first two businesses doing all of this, and I know that it's possible for you to do the same as well. To recap, tip number one is to strategically start a business that is low cost to start with. Service industry based businesses are a really good place to start. Tip number two is to look for free versions of software that you need to get started. Tip number three is to seek out trades that you can organize with other small business owners in the startup phase of their businesses. And tip number four is to take advantage of all the fantastic free information and learning opportunities that are available on the internet today. Finally, tip number five, my favorite tip, is to spend time looking for and applying to grants when you first get started. If you have a good solid business idea, you can definitely find grants to the tune of hundreds or thousands of dollars to help you get started. I found four myself within the first four years of my business and they helped me immensely. Again, if you're interested in learning more about this, you can find the guide to getting grants linked in the description below this episode or in the transcription of the show notes that are always available over on the website at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the show produced by the How to Adult School. If you're loving the information we're providing so far, please do me a solid. Go ahead and click subscribe to the channel. This is a really great way to communicate that we're doing a good job of creating information that is useful and applicable and on the right track for helping you along. Also, I love hearing from you. So please go ahead, use the comments section below the episode and leave a comment to tell me what tips you're going to try or if you have your own tips for bootstrapping a small business, please drop them in the comments below in the spirit of helping out other people who are in the startup phase as well. Thank you so much again. It's awesome having you here and I will see you right back here next Monday with a new fresh episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier, so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. 
Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.